Thanks for tuning in to Spraymakers, the podcast that dives deep into the world of water skiing with Chris Rossi and Trent Finlayson. Let's finish that turn. The height of the turn to the zone you're working behind the boat defines the speed you can carry cross course. Learn how to dial in that move. From Apex, so from and what we're saying by Apex is that's like the you know when you your reach reaches max extension, and what Apex truly is is when you've decelerated to to match the boat's speed. From that point back until you get under load again, there is so much less activity in that zone than there was 20 years ago. Um, okay. You know, from in in terms of the, the, that newer, faster approach that works so well with zero off compared to that hammer turn, max angle, stop, get pulled out of the water that worked better with hand driving and perfect pass. And, and, and so that's, that's, it's evident from watching skiers now, like this, I don't want to say new generation of skiers, but the young guys that are really, you know, on top of things right now. And it's, and it's also evident in watching someone, you know, and the, the example for me that comes up time and again is Will Asher, you know, that, that huge heel side turn that, you know, was jaw dropping and, 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 and just so often commented upon, when you watch Will now, that is essentially gone unless he's in a panic mode, you know. So, so again, it's like it's a big thing that stands out for me watching um, watching Rossi the way you come through Apex or Fred Winters. Another one that really stands out for me is there's just this long zone of I don't want to say inactivity, but of just minimal input required. Right. Right. Well, for sure, man. I mean, if you set things up right, like I, you know, when there's, I don't think about much at the finish of the turn for me, it, it literally is. And we've talked about this before, you know, quote unquote, dropping in, like I'm just yeah. moving in that through that stage and I've already done all of the work. The ski is in the right place. I'm, I'm standing over my ski to where I want to be. And then for me, it's literally just a, it's kind of like the follow through of a, after you hit the golf ball, you know, yeah. or the soccer ball it's just a follow-through so to be why is it so critical for for some and so not critical for others well number one go back listen to the last few episodes and you're going to get a lot of the reasoning and the nuts and bolts behind that but i think that that's what's really crucial and you know for me i think i always kind of weirdly go back to racing cars okay yeah and if you're let's say you're you're on a oval track Yep. Like, NAS- like NASCAR is. So when you're entering the turn, you know, you obviously got to set that, that turn up. You can't, you know, if you have a big, huge sweeping left turn, you don't want to come in coming down to the very bottom of that mm-hmm. left-hand turn as fast as you can and then try to turn because that's going to, you're going to blow out right there. But why are you going to blow out right there? Because technically you just skipped the pre-turn process and you went right to finish of the turn. And what ends up happening is physics is trying to push your body outside of the direction of travel you're trying to go. So when mm-hmm. you're coming into a buoy, your body does move to the inside and the ski supports that movement, and basically you're just riding your ski. But yes. when you're when once you hit apex and you're starting to go through the finish of the turn, the boat is trying to basically you're putting the ski. The ski is coming more and more and more between you and the boat, and the boat is trying to and the forces are trying to push you outside of that or up and over that arc. So, in my opinion, I think that's why most people find 
they're so enamored by finish of the turn and how to make it better because they feel so vulnerable right there because they are actually breaking free way too much at the moment. And this is the most important part of it at the moment where the ski is the least supportive of that move. So that's why Trent and I, you know, we spent so much time, you know, in previous episodes talking about how to set this up so that we're coming into the apex and into the finish of the turn with proper alignment with the ski where we need it to be to support us. And thus at the finish of the turn where there's all these forces that are trying to basically blow your ski out of the water or add way too much, you know, hit to your body. At that moment, Trent and I are just moving in in this very safe zone. And so, you know, obviously we want to go back and, and really make sure that we set up each of our turns and understand that. And then also understand why we don't want to get so aggressive or why we want to, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to exactly pull this all together in a smooth bow like you usually do, Trent. But really the finish of the turn, you're just so exposed to danger. Think about yeah. where, where do you crash the most and everybody's answer will be the same finish of the 100%. turn it's always a finish of the turn it's always sure. almost and, almost and, and always but yeah and it's and it's it, you know it, it, and again it's either it's either you've come in on on a line that that won't allow you to turn as tightly to the buoy as possible or it's you know anxiety at, at play or or impatience at play that's trying to make you move to a to a spot that like you're saying Rossi, your, your ski just won't support and i think the biggest thing is that people I think so say like you know, like we're just going to assume we're you know because the last episode was so impactful <laughs> we're going to say we're going to assume you're coming in on a decent line you know on a line that 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 has allowed you a long enough swing path that you've slowed down before you got to the buoy um you know to the point you know obviously not slowing down excessively but slowing down to the point where now the boat is can advance away from you to offer you that support after you do exit the turn um I think people want rope and I don't they they want load immediately. They want to feel like they're they, you know they want they 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 feel like if they have that load, they've got a chance to get across the the to the second wake um, or to the next buoy quickly. And I think I'm that's okay kind of the that. this yeah. And I think that's that's people want that load without appreciating where the boat needs to be in relation to you okay. to affect to effectively load. Like I think people, you know, even often we get to, you know, and I watched it last weekend, um, you know, watching one of the, the tour events on water ski broadcasting company, you know, where, and it, it, it actually was, it was, it was nephew at, at 41. He, he came out of two ball, just, sorry, came into two ball perfectly, but exiting two ball, he wanted that load before he was in a position on the boat to, to receive it. So, so if we talk about, okay, how how often have have your ski partners told you you need to be patient leaving the turn or maybe that's a cue you use so you've got to be accountable for what that is what what that patience is 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 traveling laterally so you you know with the the speed you've created coming into the turn and the speed you've been able to maintain through the arc of the turn you're trying to travel laterally using that speed using the support of of, of your ski to start advancing across the wake at the same at the same time that the boat is advancing down the course on you. And, and, and if you try to load before the boat is somewhat back ahead of you, what's going to happen? There's nothing to, to lean against. And that's when, that's when we get that kind of fall out of the turn and we get picked up out of, out of, you know, out of the, out of the water so heavily, 
is 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 that you're looking for a load before you're in a in a place to accept it you know or before the boat is in a place to to accept it and you know and that awareness of of your relationship with the boat is everything you know right. if you again if you just picture this you know from from slightly above if if you're trying to load while you're still somewhat high on the boat there's nothing there's there's nothing for you to lean against you know this is the phase where you know given that you've done quite a bit right and you've been able to enter the turn with the ski underneath you this is like this is your time to actually ski um carve and and travel you know free of the boat and and i think like you know people jump into that they want to get into that load zone immediately before the boat's in a place to support them so like that's where this idea of patience patience in the turn comes from patience in the turn patience in the turn i i mean i think that's an interesting it's an interesting concept i think that what you you nailed it setting it up being that i think most people do not set up the edge change and riding the handle path, you know, being closer to the ideal handle path coming into apex or meaning like into halfway through your turn where you're really going to shift directions and start, you know, going, you know, having that tip commit to, to turning towards that next buoy. You know, most people lose, have a very high deviation from ideal handle path to the handle path they're on. As the more you deviate from the ideal handle path, the less support mm-hmm. you have from the from the rope slash boat. So yep. you're technically what you're actually doing is just hanging there. You're not skiing away from the boat. You're not. You're actually the way I talk about it. You're just taking a straight line. So yep. the moment that you lose connection to the ideal handle path, you have been pulled inside of that line. You are not going to ski wider. You're going to ski narrower, faster, and I think the most critical point is you will not have any ability to even start a turn when you come to apex. So I would say most people are traveling inside ideal handle path. Uh, They're too loose, so they don't know where the support of the line will come. And then they're traveling too fast at that moment because their ski is actually still pointed outward. They're still just hanging and going. And when they hit apex, the instinctual inside of your body thing to do, it tells you I'm, I need to turn now and I need to get going or I'm going to get too far down course. And so what, what is the move? The move is quickly rotate upper body, you know, outside hand back to the handle. What is that doing? When you swing your upper body back in, what are you actually doing? And you're, you're basically your, when you make that rotation, your body weight is going to shift to the back of the ski when yep. you shift to the back of the ski, what's the water break doing? We're shifting the water break back as well. When we shift the water break back, the back part of our ski is the narrowest, skinniest, least supportive part of our ski. So when we shift back like that, what we're doing is we're making the ski really easy to depress into the water, stomp. And when you press on that thing, what you're really doing is you're overriding the tail on the on a very little bit of wetted ski and then the tip is able to turn all the way through and so what it immediately looks like for a split second or feels like to these skiers what it feels like is i just made a great turn i've got lots of angle and i'm ready to go the problem being is that in that zone now when the boat's load does come onto us 
we have very little of the ski edge. Yes, it's pointed in the direction we want to go, but our water break is so far back that we don't have the ability to hold that angle. So then what happens? The front of the ski releases back towards the boat, back towards down the lake. The pressure relieves again, and then the skier second finish of the turn rolls the ski back over but under load now and now it's hard to get that ski to go in the direction that we want to go that's that kind of double turn you know common common mistakes and then what what happens then then because we didn't finish on the right place on the boat with the right angles we've got too much load with the ski pointed not enough in the direction of our travel most of the time and then what's it going to lead to it's going to lead to wanting to pull long through the wakes getting ripped up off the second wake not following the ideal handle oh wait so what we're really doing is we're just repeating this cycle of backwards backwards skiing so just wanted to kind of you know give a real picture to people about this and that's it and think about too like so like that scenario you just described think about your that how much of an increase in the rate of deceleration there's going to be right i mean if you've shifted all your weight into into you know the back 18 inches of your ski um depressing it way into the water you know it, it it feels perhaps productive for a minute because you're you've you've been able to slow down considering you're on the fastest line possible into the buoy but that speed deficit like you just painted rossi is it's going to kill you you know when the boat if the boat picks you up and the boat's going 15 mile an hour faster than you are when it when it does pick you up um that's where that heavy load comes from or when you come out of the turn with a four mile an hour you know delta meaning the boats, you know, boats doing 34, you come out of the turn doing, you know, ideally we'll say 31, that, that exchange, that pickup is going to, going to be so nice and smooth. So why, why do you want to, I mean, look, a car racer is not trying to speed yeah. up, slow down as fast as possible, as much as possible, right? Exactly. We're looking for that efficient line, right? So I think that's the thing. And just, just, just to finish this off, if, if you're, Ski partners are telling you that your hips are back through the wakes. Mm-hmm. What we just painted as the picture is probably, I don't know, in my mind is 90% what's happening. Yeah. Does that, does that, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's not quite the percentage wise, but. Are you talking about cause and effect? Cause and effect. Like if you're going to, if you're going to sure. try to come into that buoy and you're going to slam on the back of the ski, decelerate rapidly, then the boat's going to hit you. And then you're going to have to, you know, fight, fight you know, quote unquote, fight the boat going through the wakes and your hips are always back. What we just described for the last five minutes is, is your, is your approach. So we need to, you know, we need to understand this. It's not a slam. It just means like you learn to ski one way because you were like, I think when you're first learning the course, the course is so hard. You're doing whatever you can. And that's, that's what it is. But we have to take these 30,000 foot views and understand where we're trying to go with this thing. We're not trying to get better at going fast and slow and slam and jam and pop and go. We're trying to get to this place where we're just, when you see these pros, I mean, back, back a few weeks ago when I watched the uh, Swiss pro, I mean, the footage Mm -hmm. by TWBC was phenomenal. I mean, it will support, it will support so much of what we're talking about, um, in, in our podcast, you know, from so many different angles and all of this stuff. So, you know, but that's, it's, it looks like a different sport. I mean, it's, it's in like what you said, we're not seeing that. And no, I mean, 
Michael Shalander was probably one of my favorite skiers to ever watch. Right. But like there was a lot of stop and go, stop and go rapid changes of direction with lots of force. And we have moved so far in the other direction of that, that we're at this crazy efficient line. I mean, you know, watching your Charlie Rosses. I mean, wow. Like, and keep in, and keep in mind too, like, you know, don't get caught into that i that idea of well, if it worked back then, it, it works now. It doesn't. It does not work now for and, and there's there's a, you know a few concrete reasons. First of all, you can just start with like okay, the ropes. The ropes aren't stretchy anymore. So there's like the first, but the biggest factor is obviously the boats are super powered compared to the to, to 80s and 90s. Plus, zero off has zero forgiveness. So, um, you know, it's not that you not only do you want to change because it's easier on your body and it's, it, and, it, and it's going to, you know, result in higher scores. Um, you need to change, uh, again, because it, it's not, it's, man, it's not, it's not unfair to say it's not even the same sport with, with, with the way the boats have advanced and the way the cruise control has changed. You can't, you can't ski the way that you could, those guys were able to ski back then. No. And, and the other thing to this, if you are being honest with yourself, if you are skiing that kind of, let's say anti-way we want to ski right now or the picture we just painted, I can guarantee like you can look back at your previous year's scores. Like you're not getting more buoys that way. And the only way that you are getting more buoys that way, if you are, is that you're in the gym and you're training harder. So you can take these hits harder. You can do all this stuff. But ultimately what Trent and I are trying to tell you is there's a much easier way to get to the end result. And I can also tell you it is so much more fun. I mean, it's exhilarating when you finish a, a pass like that. I can think of, you know, and I, you know, we, you and I ski with pros all over the place. And mm-hmm. I can tell you when, when a pass goes down, even if it's a 32 off pass, when a pass goes down, like what we've been talking about in the good way, in the way that we're trying to move, you know, skiing and the way our, our listeners think about it, when a pass goes down like that, everybody in the boat is electric. I mean, because yes. you can, you see it, you feel <laughs> like, how did you, you just that. even do that? Like, no, it just, I know. And, and, and that's at every level too. Like, and, and that's true. I, I, I was coaching a buddy of mine, Russ, this past weekend and he ran a 28 and, and I had to tell him like, like, ah, uh, like seeing that, like, like that makes me want to ski what you, you know, the way you just linked that pass together. Um, and you know it from the you know it from the from the handle end of the business too. You're like, even if you don't know what it was, you're like, oh my gosh, that fast, you know, powerful, um, efficient line, like that's it's infectious. You want to, it's I'd, I'd assume it's when you you know you connect on a you know on a golf swing flush and you know instead of hitting a 230 yard slice, you you know hit a 320 yard bomb. You know if, if it happens once a day, it seems like it's it's enough to keep people hooked. So okay, so. <clears throat> we know what we don't want to do and we know what some of the causes, <laughs> but, and again, like say you're coming in on a pretty darn good line. We're going to say like most people do, um, apex you're at max extension. You know, that buoy is 10, 12 feet ahead of you. Now what, you know, you've, you've got a full extension. You're, you're standing over top of your feet. We know we don't want to rotate and crank. So what, what do you, is this about weight distribution at this point or what do you see or, or, or how do you, how do you maximize this? 
I mean, I have I told you today that I love you because I mean you set these, <laughs> you set these things up so good. It's just it's just hard. It literally is just a a continuation of my already set up movement, and it's a and yeah. I I call it a quote unquote trust slash quote unquote drop in. I am literally okay. just allowing my center of mass to roll further to the to the inside and forward so say and you're coming into say you're coming into sorry into like a like a one ball or a three ball okay so, so as i'm as i'm as i'm as i'm coming to apex i'm skiing away from that handle i'm extending yeah. i'm taking the deep breath i'm all the way to max extension i'm tall everything's up when I want to finish, I'm going to leave the handle where it is, AKA like a pole plant and snow skiing. I'm mm -hmm. not going to want to swoop that handle, move that handle, pull that handle. I'm going to leave that thing right where it is. And I'm, I'm right on that teeter totter spot on between my feet. And all I'm going to do is just allow my upper body to upper body slash stay level, but it's going to, my, my inside hip is going to fall in my, in towards the handle. Basically that's the easiest way I can think about it, but I've just inside put, hip. So you're, you're righty coming into three ball. Your left hip is going to start moving towards the handle, towards the handle with, that's with, with no rotation to my upper body. Meaning I'm not, because when you rotate, there's negative things that happen. So it's yeah. just, I'm literally just rolling in. Like I think about like a Indo board. Yeah. Okay. If I were on an Indo board and, um, you know, I've got that, I've got that. If, if you don't know what I'm talking about, think about a, a round foam roller with a surfboard on top or a smaller board on top. And you're just working on understanding your balance over that point. So Ultimately, at Apex, I'm directly balanced over my ski, and I'm just allowing, I like to talk about taking a step into my turn, take a step to finish. What that's really doing is just giving my hips a forward and inward component of like one more degree, which tilts me over that center fulcrum, which then engages the tip to really start to pull through the finish of the turn and the tip of your ski is not the actual tip of your ski. It's just in front of your front toes. That's what, mm -hmm. that's what the wide spot of our ski is. That's where it is. It's not actually all the way up, up on there, but I'm rotating right onto that point. And then that's going to put the pressure on the wide spot of the ski. It's going to pull the ski. The ski starts to rapidly pull through and underneath me because my goal at the finish of that turn, when my hand connects, my hand connect. When my hand connects, I want to, I would love that my ski tip has skied underneath the rope. And that's yes. just a result. That's like something like one of those notes that I have in my head. I don't physically watch it happen, but like if I'm noticing, if I have a huge gap between where my tip is, um, then that's not working, you know? And if I have to push my ski, like if I have to rock on the back and push my ski to get to that point, that's, um, I didn't set it up right, but that's kind of the ultimate thing that I'm looking for in that zone. And, um, I'm really curious to see what you thought of that. I don't think I did as great a job of, you know, maybe painting that picture, but maybe, do no, you I have like a that different like, picture. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's obviously um, it's going paint to be, or, or how, how are you going to go about this Trent? Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be the, obviously I want to execute it. I mean, if I could do execute it like you do, that'd be awesome. Uh, I, I really like though that idea. And I, I just, every once in a while, like something will come out 
for as much as we've talked about skiing that I've never heard you say before. And, and then, um, you know, I, I, I put it in my pocket because if the way I'm trying to describe something isn't working for someone, then I, I'll, I'll always go to, you know, like Rossi talks about it like this, um, which I did a, you know, a bunch of, I had a clinic last week. And, and again, if, 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 if what I'm saying isn't resonating, then, you know, uh, selfishly, like when, when you, the way you just described that, like moving that inside hip towards the handle, like that is so obvious, but, but like it's such a clean way of thinking about it. Um, so <clears throat> the way I think about it is, 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 is really similar. I, I just think about as I come up to apex, so I'm standing up, you know, I'm, I'm getting that, I talk about, you know, hip angle. I'm trying to get my hip angle all the way to 180 degrees, which means standing up perfectly tall. Um, and then I, I think about, I just want my, my, my mass. I, I want my, my body to occupy a specific space. Um, so I'm going to stand up. So I'm a lefty coming into one ball. I'm going to, to stand up. I'm going to start let, allowing my body weight. Really, I, I guess the, the, the way I think about it really simply, I want to just continue to move through that space. So I want from, from apex until I've traveled far enough under the rope or, you know, saying the same thing far enough back towards the wake until the boat has gotten far enough down course to pick me up. And I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to time that without, without any delay. So, um, simply coming into one ball, I'm going to stand up, I'm left foot forward. It's going to be as I reach apex and that ski is decelerating from friction. So it's naturally falling behind me a little bit. And then once I have that support, all I want to think about is I want to keep my, my inside hip. So again, lefty coming into one ball, I want to keep my left hip ahead of my left ankle as that ski pulls through the arc. So I'm going to continue to stay, and again, in my mind, I just lead it. I'm going to lead my ski. Uh, I'm going to continue to stay slightly ahead of my ankle. <clears throat> and, and as that ski comes through, I'm going to continue to move at the same rate. So what I don't want is I don't want my ski to come between me and the boat to the point where my weight shifts to my heels. Um, cause again, I'm going to have that deceleration. I'm going to stop. So I'm going to stay over top of it, leading it because ideally as that load starts to come, as that rope starts to tighten up, I want to still be ahead of my ankles. I want, I want my, my, my mass to still be leading my feet. Cause that's where I'm going to get that real immediate acceleration from, um, yes. you know, and, and the same thing on my offside coming into two ball, I'm going to inside hip, my right hip, I'm going to stand up, ski's going to fall behind me through the, the, the means I just discussed. And I'm just going to continue to, it, it, it looks again, I, I, right from the very start, I said, there's, it's this long span of inactivity and it, it is, it's very controlled, but it's, I'm going to continue with that momentum, that, that movement again, because I don't want the ski to come so far through that I end up on my heels and I get that pause, you know? So again, I just, I want to occupy that space with my body where I'm slightly ahead of it and I'm just going to lead it all the way. Like truthfully, if I'm still there when the load starts, I continue that momentum, that motion all the way to the edge change. Um, I'm having, I'm having an interesting thought right now. Yeah. At the end of the lake, Trent, mm -hmm. if you were to give yourself a nice power whip out and let go of the handle, yeah. Could you do this? Um, so like, I'm going to get, like, I'm going to create a whole bunch of speed and then I'm going to come up and then I'm going to try and make a turn. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Right. For sure. For if sure. You, 
if you try to do the until you slowed until you sorry until you slowed down to the point where your ski wasn't going to support you right correct correct yes obviously that's why i said you're going to take a big power whip yeah you know whip out let go of the let go of the handle have tons of speed i know what your next question is going to be yes yeah okay go ahead answer it no you're going to say what if you tried to do that tail turn what would happen (laughs) you wouldn't turn you couldn't turn not when you're going fast what would happen um, <clears throat> nothing. Your tip would come up. You'd probably fall because there's no rope to pick you up. Right. You've got so to you're find using, natural you're using balance. Boats to finish the turn, there's there lies the problem, right? Right. Ah, cool, Rossi. I mean, it's just it goes back to that concept of the skiing the invisible line, skiing being at all moments being able to be to support yourself over your ski. Like wherever yeah. you are, you should not be banking on the boat and the rope as a for maximum support yes we're gonna make small incremental errors that are slightly off balance but we don't want to be basing our entire existence off of completely unbalanced and and just timing that hope and pray type of type of move we want to be more balanced all the time i think that's just it was just a as you were painting such an eloquent picture of how you're dropping in and i was just basically thinking to myself like i don't really know why i add in these things i should just have trent talk the whole time (laughs) okay (laughs) maybe i give maybe i give some real world experience of the way that i think about it but i love the way that you describe it and it's just it's beautiful so uh thing of art and uh, i'm a very appreciative listener of the way that you describe things but uh, it just that that picture popped in my mind of just riding where you need your body to be to use your ski as if the rope weren't there. So yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. That you, and, and think of it yeah. like this, Rossi. Like, and these are going to be arbitrary numbers, but um, almost a seventeen second pass. How many seconds do you think do you want to be using the boat? Ooh, yeah. I, I mean, not well, much, right? A- I mean, you know? that's a really good question. Like four I seconds know. through the whole pass? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I think, I don't think that's wrong. It's arbitrary. Like, but it's, you know, I mean, from, from, you know, from when the boat picks you up until you, until you edge change and break free on the second side. I mean, that's, that's not a second. Right. You know? Right. Very Food interesting. For I was just, I don't know. That's a that really was. good, again, we're, we're getting Turning, deep we're here. About I like this. I like this. I mean, one thing that I just want to talk about before we get to, you know, wrapping it up or whatever, and this yeah. is a, this is something for me that is, it's super evident when I watch the pros, you know, a lot of them talk about how they move over their feet and things mm-hmm. like that. And I think a lot of our listeners slash amateurs do not relate to this because they're not moving over their feet. They're, they're kind of cemented statues over their feet just because of the loads and pressures that they're applying. Um, if you watch, I think, okay, so where do we fall 99% of the time? We fall at the finish of the term when we're the most yeah. exposed, right? Forward, so, forward or backwards. Yep. So why backwards. would we... Yeah. Backwards. You could be going forward too, but I mean, yeah, most likely most, you're going to fall most out. Most falls back. are, yeah. Yeah. You're falling out the back. When, like, when I'm skiing really super well and I, I try to re- remind myself of this constantly, and it's what I call light feet. Mm-hmm. I want light feet from apex into the, into the, 
into the connection to the handle, into the acceleration, and even through that acceleration zone. I want light feet. I do not want at the apex to stomp my foot. That's what I would call heavy feet mm -hmm. because the only way to really stomp a foot is to be heel driving. And that's yeah. falling. It's what you described earlier, falling out the back and driving the heel. Uh, number one, you're not in a balanced natural body position. So now you're going to have to manufacture balance through the line, through tensions, through strength in your body, like all the things that you don't want to do. Like how hard is it for you to stand up right now and stand over your feet? Are you flexed out everywhere? Is your body hurting? Is it? No, it's very natural. Yeah. But if you let your upper body fall backwards a little bit, feel how your quads feel, feel what feel yeah. all these extra places that have to work. This is what we're talking about, about stance, structure, alignment. We're basically just talking about finding your natural balance over things. So for me, like most important thing that I have out there to give people as a as a key to success is when I hit apex or when I want to drop in or, you know, the way Trent, you, you describe it, you know, keeping your, your hips ahead of your toes or feet or dropping to the inside, any of that stuff, it, it needs to be done without adding pressure to the feet. In my opinion, that allows yeah. the body to keep flowing, keep moving. That moment you stomp the heel, you're, you're not turning anymore. Now you're forcing things to happen and you're coming out of balance. So just if I could tell one thing, if you set it all the way up to apex properly from apex in, I want you to, to be light on your feet. Just that's a, it's just such an easy way for me to think about it. And the moment you feel heavy, you're starting to add extra pressures to the rope. You're starting to move your water break back. You're getting less leverage to the boat. You, you know, everything else just turns into this static fight tug of war type of thing and if i can keep my feet light through the finish of the turn i stay dynamic like you explained i turn longer all the way through finish i'm set up to go across course better with less need to be panicking fighting and doing all this stuff so that's my one little key to success through that zone yeah no that's um <clears throat> that that because it's something you know i've borrowed from you lots um rossi you you you've you know you've said in the past, you're either going to, you're either going to lead your ski through the turn or you're going to manipulate it. And, 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 you know, like ideally your ski is just going to follow your body. So, um, yeah, if, if I was just going food for thought, it's going to be, you know, move your weight in, in the direction of, that you want the ski to turn, keep your upper body out of it rotation. You know, if, if your if your hips are rotating faster than your ski is, 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 is arcing through your weight's going to go back. So, Move your body through the turn. Keep your upper body um, silent and square. 